Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. How's it going, brother? How are you doing today? You okay? Alhamdulillah. Can you put a topic like uh, religion, spirituality, Islam? Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm going to put spirituality, but the topic is actually very uh, sensitive. So uh, the viewers or listeners who are listening, uh, if you're if you if you're you know a sensitive person or you're gonna feel offended then please you know don't watch it um i suggest that you just get off but if you're interested in spirituality and religion and you really want to know the truth then please stay and uh, this is going to benefit you in the long run uh yes yeah, so i'm just going to sort the topics out now so i'm going to put yeah, spirituality category, category, no category you can put religion spirituality islam the category and the topic you can Islam. write, you know, like uh, uh, black magic and these stuff, you know. Black magic, uh, witchcraft. Wickedness, wickedness. <laughs> wickedness. Okay, so I see we've got a few listeners in already. Um... Hello, Shlom and Smooth G. Hope you guys are well. I recognize you from the other chat. So today we're going to talk about black magic, witchcraft, tarots, wickedness, and all these things that are basically being <clears throat> influenced and uh, having a uh, impact in society today, especially in the West, in the UK, mainly in the UK. But I'm sure it's happening in other parts of the West as well, such as America, South America. Um, and uh, yeah, like most of this is very, very dangerous. And uh, unfortunately, very very um bad in terms of spirituality and uh me and Dawood are going to be having a uh perhaps a short discussion today and maybe a long one in the future um as it's 2 a.m in the uk right now um Dawood, what time is it over there it's 9 10 uh Assalamu uh, alaikum, salam alaikum uh, to all the listeners. And uh, basically, uh, we are going to talk about uh, black magic, witchcraft, tarots, wickedness. Uh, why is it uh, why is it so dangerous, and uh, how uh, this can uh, put a person out of fold of Islam uh, directly? This is basically. A contract. Any person, any person committing or uh, uh, committing or uh, whether committing directly or uh, using or maybe uh, doing in any sort, he is basically making a contract with the Satan, with Satan, with Shaitan. Exactly, exactly. So and uh, Brother Dawood, before you uh, begin. Yeah, that person is basically compromising his uh, hereafter with this dunya, with uh, exactly. Satan. With Satan, yeah. And uh, before we begin this topic, I just want to say um, I seek refuge in Allah against the accursed devil. I seek refuge in Allah against anyone who tries to cast evil upon us and uh, anyone who tries to uh, send evil eye, nazar, or ayin, or any form of evil against us because of a topic that we are talking about. And I seek refuge in Allah against any and all sorts of evil. And all the women, Shaitan, Ojim, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So, Baba Dawood, let's begin this conversation.
Yeah, so let's uh, let's see how this uh, black magic uh, started. Uh, let's read uh, from a historical and uh, historical point of view and religious point of view. Uh, basically, how this uh, black magic started in this world. Uh, uh, it is mentioned in Quran that uh, basically two angels uh, they were named by Harut and Marut. Uh, they were uh, sent to this world. Uh, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and basically uh, the reason that they were sent uh, they explained the uh, the the angels uh, they explained the reasons basically was uh, to test people to test people who would be patient uh, who would uh, basically uh, uh, rule the life according to Allah's plan and uh, basically uh, who uh, wants uh, this dunya over the Akhra. Uh, so when these two angels uh, came in the world in the city of Babylon, uh, the city of Babylon is uh, the first city in the human civilization, the oldest city in the human civilization. Uh, they came to the people and explained to people that we are sent by uh, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can teach you uh, we can teach you this uh, this black magic and uh, you can basically use this black magic, but uh, you will have nothing in the hereafter. In other words, uh, you would be selling uh, selling your uh, your uh, your faith uh, to Satan, devil, Iblis, the, cur the cursed one, the cursed one. Iblis has been cursed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they... Basically, a lot of people at that time, what they did was basically they compromised the hereafter. They compromised this dunya, this dunya which is very short. This dunya which is very short, uh, they compromised it. And in the same verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala testified that Solomon, Sulaiman alayhi salam, had not committed any kufr. That was a testimony from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Sulaiman had control over the jinns. Sulaiman had control over jinns. And that was a dua. That was a dua by uh, Prophet Sulaiman Sulaiman had uh, asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that give me a power. Give me a power, O Allah that you have not given to any prophets before me or after me. Subhanallah. Allah had accepted his dua. This is, we are talking, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had accepted his dua and Sulaiman alayhi salam had the control, had the control over the jinns and the shayateen, the shayateen, all of them. So basically, a lot of people, when the when this was offered to people uh, that if they they can learn this and people what were what they were using that for basically to break the marriages to break the marriages the the nikah basically shaitan is not happy shaitan is not happy uh, with the marriages anything which is the law of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shaitan is not happy with that so people yeah. A lot of people, they had uh, learned this and they had compromised their akhirah. 
Subhanallah. May Allah save us uh, all and uh, save uh, from the shaitan, the cursed one. Uh, mm. Yes, brother Ibn Shaq, uh, you have uh, some more questions? Yeah, sure. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I remember from the back of my head, there's one question is that are there any examples of magic being practiced today in the East? Uh, before I give you some examples of magic being practiced in the West. So coming from um, the South Asian uh, region, uh, could you give us some examples where people have, maybe in the past, have been practicing magic there um, so that we can get an idea um, of it? Yeah, black magic has uh, is being practiced uh, now uh, everywhere in the world. Uh, you can see Nigeria, Indonesia, uh, Bangladesh, uh uh the west they have it it's an international so now a lot of people they practice this but this this practice started uh, in babylon the same practice and people yeah. have passed this uh, evil knowledge may allah save us all from the shaitan the cursed one this practice has been transferred from generation to generation and basically uh the magicians what they do is basically they they take money and uh, they take money uh, from the people and basically uh, the 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 magicians. So here is the here is the thing: the magicians they think that they control the shayateen, la hawla wa la illa billah. But they don't know. They don't know that the, it's the shayateen who is uh, who is controlling the magician. How he's the one controlling because, the people. Yeah, uh, through his trickery and deception. Shaitan was the cursed one. Shaitan was the cursed one. Uh, so Shaitan has uh, inferior complexity from the humans. So they want the people. They want the people to compromise their faith at any cost and be submissive to the shayateen, be submissive to the Satan, to the jinns. So it's a compromise. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. This is uh, may Allah protect is, us from the Allah, It is so evil. It, this black magic is one of the biggest sins in Islam. It it takes a person completely out of a fold of Islam. No exactly, exactly. And even even then, like some of the tricks Shaitan would probably say stuff like, "You are young, have some fun, keep enjoying life is long. You can repent later." Or don't remain cool during anger. Patience is for cowards or everybody's doing it. Don't be worried. Spice up your life. All these things are the opposite of what an angel would say, right? And Shaitan would tell you that you should indulge in your desires and whims and indulge in your anger. And this is part of the evil that he's trying to spread using his waswas. And, uh, and unfortunately, a lot of people, they kind of um, get inclined and attached to their, the waswas that is being ent entered into their hearts um, and just like the waswas magic also has the same effect um, if they don't have if they don't seek protection of Allah um, then they get affected by it yes brothers and sisters one important point uh, the people should know that even even the black magic, even the black magic uh, can affect a person, but it, it is only by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So indeed, what's, important, what's important, always, always uh, keep your iman safe. If your iman, if your iman is not strong enough, the shayateens, they can 
easily uh, they can easily attack your iman so the best Indeed, thing yes. is basically to remain to basically keep the five prayers keep the five pr daily prayers uh, that's a sh the, the, that builds a guard you know that's a shield that's a shield yeah. the prayers it's like yeah. a shield it's a shield of protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so moving on to the uh, the second part, when I said that, um, so when I asked, uh, are there any practices of magic being in the West? So I'm now going to just present some to the viewers about uh, magic being presented in the, uh, so in the East, now it's the West. So you have stuff like a belief called Satanism, uh, who believe uh, their ideas and philosophy is based on Satan. Uh, and they believe that Satan is their God. And they they have a church in America called Church of Satan in America, which was built in 1966. Um, and they do rituals in that church. Uh, and they believe that they get all their power, all their um, success and whatever they want from the worship of that deity in that church. So that's what Satanism essentially is, worshipping Satan and uh, believing and taking the devil as their protector and their ally, etc. And uh, also, in reality, this is just a delusion because the Shaitan has mentioned something uh, explicitly in the Quran. Um, Brother Duru, do you remember the verse that the Shaitan said in the Quran where he says that uh, that he did not wish them anything. This, they acted on their own. Oh yeah, there are many verses in the Holy Quran. I don't remember to be specific, but uh, uh, Shaitan uh, will uh, betray. Shaitan will betray openly uh, the the humans and uh, will say that uh, I fear Allah. He will say I fear Allah and uh, I do not. Uh, I do not own. I do not own what you have done. I did not yeah. force you. These were the words. These are the words that Shaitan uses. So he will completely yeah. betray, openly betray the person. Oh and yeah, and and uh, I mean, and it's and it's in the. I think it was in the Quran fourteen twenty two. Um, on the day of judgment, he will say, "I have no authority over you. I only invited you, and you responded. So do not blame me, but blame yourselves." So what this, what this means that you can't really blame Shaitan for your actions because you took this upon yourself. You did the magic upon yourself. You, all the evil actions that you did was from yourself. And uh, Shaitan said it himself um, in the Quran. Uh, Allah revealed it that he will say this himself that you believed in him but he deluded you and tricked you from his deceptions. Um, which is very dangerous uh, because, unfortunately, today uh, people have built a religion around him and they're practicing all these evil uh, rituals, etc., um, based on Satan and Shaitan. Um, also, another group called uh, Wiccan, Wicca, uh, which is um, prominently practiced in the West uh, and unfortunately being pushed into mainstream society today in the West, such as the UK. Uh, Wicca is a group known as uh, Pagan Witchcraft. Uh, they're a modern religion, um, and they categorize themselves as a new religious movement. 
a part of um, other occult and uh, occultists and Western uh, religions. Um, but we all know that because pagan itself is a form of uh, polytheism, and polytheism essentially leads to uh, worshipping the devil and uh, worshipping demonic deities, and all of this is a form of evilness. Um, so again, with Wicca uh, in the West, they promote stuff like carrying amulets, wearing um, necklaces that are meant to protect you, although we know that's not true, um, because we believe that is shirk, uh, because you're meant to ask Allah for help, not anyone else. Um, so it's a form of shirk. Um, but they believe in this. They believe that this will protect them, and so they wear it. Um, and this is, again, evil, because what if someone supposedly gets a gun and shoots you, but they believe that the, that's going to protect them from the bullet? So there's a, a stream of delusion here um, that, you know, they think that it's going to protect them, but in reality, only Allah can protect a person if he wishes. And uh, coming back to Wicca, they also do tarots. Tarots is where they where they have a card and each card has a meaning and if they pull out like a reaper then a reaper means that they're going to die or if they pull out something else and so they believe in these things uh, and it's similar to like zodiac astrology where you say what is your star name and then the star name will give you like a a, a definitive meaning of what's going to happen in the next few months and again this is like a form of magic and uh, yeah, so we're just gonna have a quick listen to one of the uh, question. Um, listeners. This is about the, the seven sleepers. The seven sleepers, you know that? If you don't know, then that's it. But if I tell you, seven sleepers, it is the story of a Christian in which it is a myth, it's not real. But look what happened in Quran. It was said, Allah said, He put it in Quran. But the, the one who was founder or who founded that meat? He said it's not real, but Muhammad added in Quran. Check out the seven sleepers. Okay, so I just checked it out. Seven sleepers, according to Google, means uh, well, it's basically a story of a group of youths who hid in a, inside a cave outside the city of Ephesus around 250 AD to escape one of the Roman persecutions of Christians and emerged some 300 years later. And uh, it also claims that there's a version of a story that appears in the Quran. Uh, Brother Darud, would you be able to please uh, emphasize on this more? As I don't know much about the Seven Sleepers. If you don't, that's fine. We can uh, ask the guy to elaborate more on this. I don't have uh, knowledge in this because I, uh, I don't okay. have knowledge. Um, yeah, so if the, the listener who... Uh, your service, could you please just elaborate more on this so that we could be more aware and uh, recognize and familiarize ourselves with this, please. Thank you. And so moving on, Darud, um, yeah, so, oh, we've got another voice note here. I'm just going to double check. You'll see the seven sleepers in the cave on chapter 18 on Quran. But if we're going to check out about what is all about the seven sleepers, is only a myth. It's not real. This is a curious myth of Middle Age, the seven sleepers of the seven sleepers in um in um the legend story of the cave in Britain Britannica. 
it is not real. But look what happened. Why did what Muhammad he thinks that it's real? <laughs> he put it in Quran. Come on, brother. The author of Seven Sleepers said it's not real. <laughs> look at the Quran chapter 18. I don't know chapter 8, my bad. Chapter 8. <laughs> I don't understand his question or... Yeah, but I do. Uh, I did have a quick look. Um, the Seven Sleepers is a cave. Uh, it's a Byzantine tomb. Um, that's all I know. Uh, I'll have to have a look into it later and find out more about it. It's to do with Eastern Christianity, so yeah, I don't know much on this. Um, but moving on, um, because that is not what we're talking about today. We're talking about magic and how magic is actually bad for society, bad for anyone who is religious, who believes in God. Um, magic will actually turn you away from God. It will take you out the fold of religion, the fold of Islam. Um, so that is what we're talking about today. Um, for those who have just come in now um, and not from the beginning of a chat. And so Brother Dawood is going to carry on. Um, actually, before we do, let's just have a listen again. There's some more chats here. Uh, one guy called Shamuri Yahoo. We're going to have a listen to him. Salam alaikum. Shalom alaikum. Good evening, gentlemen. I'm very enjoying it very much. Uh, can I ask you a side question about um, Muhammad, peace be upon him, and a situation regarding the somebody doing an image of him? Uh, is that okay, please? Because I want to know. Brother Dawood, uh, what do you think? Yeah, the image, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Islam has been very clear uh, about uh, the image of any prophet. Any prophet, uh, not only Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Uh, because uh, you would never find... Uh, you know, the images of Prophet uh, in any Islamic culture, in any any Islamic history. Islam is yeah, I mean, very you clear about the images of the Prophet. So you wouldn't find God. like a Muslim drawing Jesus or Muslim drawing Moses or Muslim drawing Muhammad. It's very clear. We don't draw images of any of the Prophets because then it would be essentially like an idol, right? Then that would become idolatry, uh, idol worshipping. So we don't do that. We uh, we don't draw. Um, and also, uh, yeah. So, Brother Dawood, I'm just going to play another voice note uh, to see what Shimeru has to say. Any prophet? Uh... No, no. Uh, I I know about uh, that it's not allowed to be seen anybody. Um, no prophet's allowed to be shown. Uh, I know that, and I, I agree with that. But my question is, if somebody... <clears throat> um, makes a picture of Muhammad, for example, and the person is innocent, they don't know they're doing anything wrong, uh, should they be condemned for it? Is my question, please. Uh, well, from my... I'm going to give my own opinion, my own perspective. I'll talk to the person privately and advise them that this is wrong and that they shouldn't give this, and then I'll just give my reasons why this is wrong. For instance, it's adultery, and you're drawing Muhammad, which is uh, against uh, what we believe in Islam, and also we wouldn't draw Jesus or Moses, etc. So I'll give them my reasons and tell them you shouldn't do this, this is wrong, and uh, 
and hopefully they would they could they most likely would understand and uh, they won't do it again um but if they continue to do it and they acknowledge that it's wrong and uh they they do it to antagonize the muslim community etc then yeah i would have to condemn it because why wouldn't i not you know um just like if someone drew a picture of Jesus to antagonize the Christian community, I would condemn that too, um, out of respect for the Christian community um, or the Jewish community. If someone tried to draw uh, Moses uh, to antagonize the Jewish community, so yeah, I would condemn them as well. Um, but I would first have a private conversation, and hopefully they would take it from there. Hi. Uh... Dawood and uh, Ibn Shark, uh, yeah, nice uh, to be here. Um, you know, I'm just going to chip in and give my uh, un unsolicited opinion on this, basically, which is um, it is absolutely not wrong to draw the Prophet Muhammad if you are not Muslim. Um, I, I think that that law of not drawing the Prophet should only apply to Muslims. I don't think you should give non-Muslims a hard time about this issue at all. Um, I, I think this perspective is reasonable and it makes sense. Um, I, I hope you agree. Well, I don't know why you're hoping I would agree because I disagree. There's no hope in agreeing why I should draw Prophet Muhammad peace upon him when the religion clearly says that you shouldn't draw any Prophet. Not just Prophet Muhammad, peace upon him, any Prophet, because it's a form of adultery. People then worship the picture and they will think that, you know, they'll worship it. So it's a form of adultery. And this is the reason why we don't draw any of the Prophets. This is one of the reasons, um, one of the many reasons. Um, but that's just my own perspective. Uh, Brother Dawood might agree or disagree. I don't know. But that's just from my own opinion. So, uh, so yeah. So here is the thing, like, uh, I know there are no, you know, like clear guidelines uh, in some things, you know, uh, there are, you know, some uh, disagreement, which is going to come from either side. But we have to see the picture uh, in a bigger, bigger picture, you know, if something is so blasphemous to one community and uh, like uh, it's hurting their feelings, the emotions in a big way. I'm yeah. not saying, you know, like in yeah. a small way or anything, you know. And like uh, if, if Brother Dawood, I would like to also just mention a second, that. Just a second, yeah. Okay, So basically no we have to see the things in bigger picture, you know. Like there are some things which we don't have the clear guideline, but absolute uh, freedom of speech exists. I don't think so. Like it should not exist because there are some things, you know, that you have to see, e even from the Muslims, like, if we know, you know, that something is hurting really bad, you know, to one community, then we should also think about it and we should not do it. Yeah. And also, like, imagine if someone drew a picture of Jesus upon him and then anyone could take that picture. They could ridicule it. They could uh, they could desecrate it. They could do anything to that picture. They could even mock him. So that's why we don't draw pictures of prophets, because we respect them. We honor them. We consider them as our role models we consider prophet muhammad peace upon him as our role model so we don't do any of that and um obviously if you don't have any morality or sense of morality then you wouldn't know what's right and wrong from that but anyways uh moving on um 
I hope that answers your question. And uh, Brother David, we're going to go back to the topic um, of black magic uh, being influenced into the West and how we can, as Muslims, tackle this um, evil. So I'm just going to ask Dawood, uh, so what are the consequences of magic being practiced? Let's hear first the RDS message uh, and uh, we will come to it. Just Islamic laws should only apply to Muslims. Islamic law should not apply to non-Muslims. Okay, let's see, you've got one more, yeah. All right, before I come back to you, Shemar, I apologize uh, uh, for taking you away from your uh, topic headline. Uh, I appreciate you showing me some time. I think it's very uh, a peaceful thing to do and a good thing to do, um, that you're giving me the opportunity. Uh, my other question is, please, um, uh, some people say that the prophets um, are uh, followed, and in, in regards to... Uh, a, a Muslim would object to a picture of uh, Jesus, for example, yes? Um, so my question is basically, um, if if I, I'm Jewish basically, but I, I, I do like Islam, tend to like Islam a lot more, but my question is, if I become Islam, a, a Muslim, I mean, and follow Islam, is it okay if I go around to people's houses here in America and condemn them for having Jesus uh, figures in the garden coming up to Easter? And can I go on to churches and take the cru Jesus down and the crucifixes down? So that's a very uh, straightforward question, and uh, I'll give you a very straightforward answer. The answer is no, because if you do that, it could basically you could be breaking the law. You have to abide by the law of the land that you live in. So if you're living in America, you got to abide by the law of the land you can't just turn up to anyone's house and condemn them because you could literally be trespassing and uh you could be you know you could be sued for trespassing um i'm not sure how it works in america because i don't live in america but i'm assuming that's what could happen and um, also again taking classes down churches you're essentially disrespecting another person's religion and faith and as muslims we don't do that we don't believe that we should you know we believe we shouldn't do that we shouldn't disrespect another person's religion or faith um and uh allah even commands us to respect other people's faiths and religions you know i believe in my way you go your way i, I go my way you go your way so uh yeah so but you can you know you're more than welcome to uh become muslim if you freely choose to um there's no compulsion in religion we don't force you to do anything. Um, I hope that answers your question. I'm trying to not be harsh. Uh, in the recent conversation that I had, a lot of people said that I'm aggressive or harsh or very frank or very uh, straightforward. 